What's up? It's Haley Ryan, and today you get to hear from Lindsay Spann. Now, being a freshman in college is hard, and I know that because I was a freshman. But being a team captain as a freshman brings on a whole other set of challenges. Lindsay dives into how this helped her throughout her college career and how it helped her, especially when she transferred to a new school for her fifth year of college. So stay tuned and listen to Lindsay coming up next on the pregame podcast. Hey guys, it's Haley Woodard. I am here with women's basketball star, Lindsay Spann. Lindsay, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to have you on the call and just kind of get to know you and your journey and just, you know, talk about, you know, your future and your goals for after this retreat. And just so let's just kind of start out where you began. You started um, at Penn State for basketball and, yes. you know, you were a captain there. So you obviously were an important member of the team. And then so, you know, how was that just having that leadership role there? Um, it actually was a huge challenge for me because I was awarded captain as a freshman. And so me kind of being put into that role, I was very young. I was actually one of the youngest players on the team um, mm -hmm. at that time. And so I really didn't know how to lead people older than me, essentially. So that put mm -hmm. me in kind of some awkward positions. And then as a as a young player, you also don't want people to not like you. And that's something that as you get older, right. it's not really about people liking you or wanting to be friends with you, because realistically speaking, everybody's not going to be your friend. Everybody's not going to like you, but you have to do what's in the best interest of the team and make decisions that are kind of eye to eye with where your coach wants you to do and how they want you to behave on and off the court. That was definitely a challenge for me. So, yeah. So you said that it was difficult. You know, you want to fit in as a young player. I know being mm -hmm. a freshman is not easy, not only in sports, but in school. And, you know, you're getting used to your schedule and you're busy. And so having that responsibility as a captain, did that make it seem your freshman year? Did you have to grow up really quickly, you know, like get really used to it? I definitely feel like I uh, I had to grow up a lot faster than initially, I guess I'd say I'd planned. Uh, but it definitely mm -hmm. helped me, especially in the long run, just kind of as I got older and as people were coming in younger than me, just kind of just doing things and leading by example. I was somewhat vocal. I probably could have been more vocal now that I look back on it, but just kind of trying to lead by example and show players that were younger than me um, who were still probably getting a lot of playing time that the way that our coach wanted us to kind of hold ourselves off the court, on the court, um, just being respectful, just being honestly a good person more than being a great basketball player. It was kind of that, that bigger picture was something I definitely tried to instill in my teammates and then also players younger than me. Yeah. So how did that, you know, you went to Penn State and then you you said you essentially graduated early. So you decided mm -hmm. to go to South Carolina for your fifth year. How did right. having that experience being a leader help you transition? Because now you're the new person on another team. How did that kind of help you there in that transition? Right. That actually definitely helped me. I kind of when I transferred to South Carolina, 
I kind of took on the task and challenged myself that when we were trying to decide the captains of the team, I would kind of sit back and let myself be a follower and Mm kind of teach myself, especially in a new system, because I wasn't familiar. But then you also realize that something my former coaches have always told me is like, you don't always need that title to hold yourself as a leader and to do the right thing. So my thing that a lot of our coaches here at South Carolina asked me to do was just to lead by example, do the right thing. And I was kind of the type of player that always knew what we were supposed to be doing, what sets we were in. Uh, I would still communicate, helping the younger players and things like that, just making sure I was on the same page and I knew everything, how everything was supposed to get done the right way and things like that, especially with me being older, transferring mm-hmm. for my fifth year too. So it was definitely a different viewpoint for me, even though I was one of the older players mm-hmm. on the team. I still held myself kind of to that high standard of doing the right thing and leading by example, which is what our coaches uh, wanted me to do. So, Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, from what I know, you're an SEC tournament champ. So it sounds like that paid off, you know, holding yourself to a higher standard and being an example for the team. And um, you guys were the champions in 2018. Is that correct? Yes. 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 That's a huge deal. You know, I saw the pictures of you cutting the ribbon on your Instagram. And, you know, that feeling is something that a lot of people don't get to experience. So what I mean, going into the game, talk about that journey, getting to that point, you know, throughout the season and just what it felt like when you finally got to cut that net down. I mean, it was a great experience for me overall. Like I've dealt with a lot of different adversities. I've had knee injuries, some torn ACLs, unfortunately, and things like that. So it was just, it just was really rewarding to feel like you really gave everything you kind of had and the outcome was a championship. So that was definitely Mm -hmm. a great, great experience for me. And um, to win the SEC championship, my Final year playing college basketball was definitely something I'll uh, remember forever. So, Yeah, that's a great way to go out, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So and now you're on the you're on the other side of things. You're actually a grad, a grad student and a grad coach at um, South Carolina. So, you know, just going from being on the team, being with the team, you know, part of the team and having success to now the next year you're on staff. How has that changed your perspective and you know the way you your role on the team now um it's definitely changed my perspective um just being on um the administrative side of things being in coaches meetings and staff meetings and kind of seeing their viewpoint um it's totally different than as a player you the way uh we look at things but I think I've adjusted to it quite well um, a mm-hmm. lot of our coaches, they definitely help me with um, scattering reports and some of their film. They'll sit down. I'll ask questions about how um, they do certain things or when they break up film, what they look at, um, things like that. And then also just communicating with our players. Um, it's definitely been a good experience for me. And I, I honestly think that it would be a great experience if every student athlete could for one day take that opportunity to be on the coaching side or the administrative side in the office and seeing how all of the things that go into um, the whole process for a division one sports program, whether it be 
soccer, basketball, it doesn't really matter. But um, just to get that that different viewpoint, I think is um, really important. Yeah. Yeah. And what was that transition like? I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, you know, but just Mm -hmm. kind of go over that with me again, what that transition was like going from player to now staff and coach. Right. It definitely um, was a little bit tough for me at the beginning because uh, as we discussed, some some of the players that are still on the team now are players that I played with. So we Mm -hmm. definitely have to draw that line. And I think early on it was a little bit hard because sometimes just out of natural habit, when people are going out to eat, a certain group of people are leaving. It's like, hey, do you want to come eat with us? And it's like, I really can. I actually, I need to go to the office. I need to do some things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely different. It's definitely hard to draw that line at first, but I've definitely gotten used to it over time throughout the season. Now that we're kind of winding down, I think the players also now understand it um, that uh, I'm not a player anymore. And so mm-hmm. we kind of have to have an understanding of certain things I can and can't do um, with the players. So, Yeah. So I know I'm tracking back a little bit. You know, you mentioned your ACLs. How, mm-hmm. What were your injuries that you had with that so, specifically? So I tore my right ACL in the summertime um, of actually before I even started my first official college course in the fall um, oh my goodness. at Penn State, That's I awful. tore my ACL. That and is so awful. then I, um, I recovered from that, boom, played uh, three years on the court wise at Penn State. And then when I mm-hmm. transferred for my fifth year at um, South Carolina, I played, and then towards the end of that season, I tore my other ACL in my left leg. So Mm -hmm. that I had surgery for that in April, I believe. Yeah, April 2018 is when I had surgery on my left leg. So, so since you tore your ACL, did you? How much did you get to contribute to that? winning season that you guys had i i I was still able to play um more over more than half of the games which is why i could not get another year to play so Mm -hmm. um essentially i came in and i was starting i was playing a lot of minutes and then um i actually had to have a scope in the middle of the season and so then i kept playing Mm -hmm. and then um towards the end of sec play is when I tore my my left ACL. Honestly, right right before mm-hmm. the actual tournament. Yeah. So when you you know you tore that towards the end, right before the tournament. Right. What was that? You know, you got to kind of feel it's your last season. You've been doing great. You're having this success. And what was that kind of? I don't know a feeling of shock or disappointment. Just kind of feeling defeated. How did you? How were you able to overcome that and still contribute to the team and be the leader, you know, that you've always been? Right. It's, I mean, it was definitely tough at first because right when it happened, I almost knew exactly what it was because it happened. Mm -hmm. It happened in practice. Actually, it didn't happen in the game or anything. 
so nobody on the outside actually saw um that's good and it was yeah I was pretty I don't want to say upset I just was more kind of sad at the fact that I wasn't going to be able to finish out because it was I mean that was part of the reason why I transferred there to be able to have my last year and be kind of it still, honestly, was one of the most memorable years of my college career. But to be able to play um, in the NCAA tournament and those last few games in the SEC tournament would have been definitely special. But I feel like I was able to still contribute and give to my team in different ways, just kind of being motivating and talking to them, people who had to step into new roles um, that now they might have to play a lot more minutes because of people being injured, um, just helping them, kind of staying in their ear, talking to them, because one of our freshmen definitely had to step up big and play a lot more minutes mm -hmm. than she probably had anticipated herself. And I think mm -hmm. she did a great job of that, honestly. And just just staying, staying on top of it, staying in my teammates' ears, just motivating them and preparing them, making sure they knew what we were in, making sure they knew what they needed to do. But then also not to try and do too much because they were in that new role, but just kind of play a part and do follow the system. And um, that was that was basically kind of how my role was throughout that um, latter part of that season. So. Right. And, you know, that all your experiences, you know, being a student athlete and those relationships you build, you know, that's rare. And I know those have shaped you a lot. And you you've mentioned you know in your community that you made an impact i you're involved in link groups so just kind of talk to me about that and how you transition you know being on the team to how you go about being involved in the community so um i definitely i love to do like community service i love children like oh my gosh i love it so much um but <laughs> our link groups are actually um partnered with um one of the churches I attend, which is Forward City Church, is in Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, we basically meet with other people in the community, and it's people you don't know. So mm -hmm. um, there are people that go to that church, but it's people you don't know. And basically, you can commune with them and talk to them about um, things that are going on kind of like in their lives. And you just kind of share your story with other people. And they're kind of here to like mm -hmm. help you and motivate you. and you have like their numbers and everything to talk to them about what's going on in their lives. So it's just kind of like a great, um, I don't know, outlet away from, I guess, whatever your job may be or whatever mm -hmm. you're in actually. So um, mm -hmm. you get involved and it's, I, I was just really kind of blown away at the fact that you really build these relationships with people you have no clue who they are until you're kind of put in wow. these groups. And you learn so much about kind of yourself and other people and what other people go through and how they deal with different things. Just getting like different perspectives on life is something yeah. that I've definitely taken away from um, those groups. So, And just being involved. Yeah. And you said your quote, you know, in your application was it's important to exchange thoughts and ideas and learn from each other. And I feel like, you know, that's something you just said you do with those groups. So going into um, the retreat, how do you think that your perspective on that is going to help you 
to be more successful. And also, you know, you sound like you're a natural leader. How do you think that's going to all kind of come together for you on this experience? Um, I think it'll, it'll definitely help me because I'm the type of person I'm very, I'm an open-minded person. So I like to listen to how other people think, um, just because it's natural that nobody thinks exactly the same. Nobody looks at things the same. People come from different backgrounds. They have different perspectives on life simply because of how maybe they were raised or where they come from. And I think that's something that's really just important to consider when kind of making decisions or who you want on your team Mm -hmm. or things like that. You want kind of a diverse group of people. And Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I'll always kind of take with me with whatever I do. Um, Just trying to understand people and how they think and what will um, work best. But I'm definitely very open-minded. So like other people's thoughts and how like someone can have a great idea mixed with somebody who comes from a different background and their viewpoint on it may be different from another person, but through kind of conversation and different ways to deal with different problems or come up with different ideas or solutions or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. maybe like the deciding factor between like a great project or a not so great outcome and I think just being Mm -hmm. able to intermix and just talk to different people and learn from different people is something that I think is important in just all aspects of life whether it be sport whether it be whatever your job is um just in general so yeah, and that's clearly something that, you know, it's it's a value that you hold very close. And you you mentioned that it this experience is going to be something that is challenging for you when it comes to, you know, kind of opening yourself up and being mm-hmm. vulnerable. So how do you, you know, kind of what are your steps that you're going to go about that and just like, you know, just kind of exposing yourself like here I am. This is what I need this is what I want to know. You know, how do you think that's that's going to go? Right. Um, I I mean, I'm very excited. A lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people who know me, know me, understand that at first, when I don't know people, I can kind of be a little bit of shy. But once I kind of break Uh through that little, like, crack, then I'm like, wide open. And I'm just kind Uh of open to talking (laughs) to anybody and just learning. And I kind of just want to take the opportunity, um, since I've been presented with this great opportunity. to just like you said let myself kind of be vulnerable and just learn and understand that some of these people that I'm going to meet have been in my shoes some of the mentors they've been in situations there where essentially I may want to be someday and just to kind of Mm -hmm. open myself up and just be okay with kind of being uncomfortable being put in different positions if I have to lead certain groups or be a part of certain conversations that may be uncomfortable that's still kind of me being vulnerable and just kind of opening myself up to new situations and with um, new people that I honestly won't really know yet so Mm -hmm. yeah and that's something you've already got it figured out that's something that uh Kareen and Maria will harp on when you get there is just being comfortable being uncomfortable that was a big thing that they say a lot. So it sounds like you're kind of already on that right track. And so you mentioned that, um, 
you it's important to learn from people who are and professionals who are essentially in the spot that you want to be in someday. And your another quote from you was that you can never have too much knowledge. So with that, you know, what are you expecting to kind of learn from these professionals and also from the other student athletes that you're working alongside? Right. Um, definitely. Um, just, I guess just kind of depends who I'm running into, but essentially these people who are definitely, um, more mature, clearly these, these mentors and some of the people who are already working in the industry, just kind of, understanding their backgrounds, where they come from, some of the challenges that they may have faced before getting to where they are, um, and then what um, things did they do kind of outside of their um, specified um, job occupation, whatever they wanted to get into, like mm -hmm. um, what other things did they do outside to, that would, that they think helped them like um, what potentially maybe uh, what books were they reading or what people were they talking mm -hmm. to that may not have been in the sport industry. Maybe they were in um, something else, which may have helped them still along the way. And like some of the mm -hmm. things that they may recommend to us coming up, because like just understanding that the world essentially is still changing. And so um, as like moving forward, the way things were done when they were younger may not be exactly the same way things are done now. So just kind of mm -hmm. um, just taking in what they have to offer to us since they've, like I said, they have been in our shoes, but then they also see how mm -hmm. the industry is changing. Um, right. And what ways they think um, is best for us to, to learn and um, come up with new ways to be, successful within the sports industry is definitely something that I feel like um, is important and definitely uh, just just kind of picking their brains. They know a yeah. lot more than than we know. So um, uh -huh. that's definitely something that I plan on doing um, throughout my time at the retreat. So yeah, that's they definitely have a lot of knowledge. And you mentioned that you are interested in, you know, how people, other outside people influence their journey and, and mm -hmm. have shaped them to be who they are and have their success. So, you know, who are some people for you that have helped you get to the point that you're at now? Um, definitely. Well, my, my parents, they definitely, they work very hard. Um, they have two kids. Um, I'm just kind of, proud of what they've done. They actually didn't, my mom didn't play sports at all. My dad, he played sports, but he played sports in high school. He's definitely interested in, mm -hmm. in sports. Um, but they've, they've definitely helped shape me and kind of given me that mindset that <clears throat> anything I, uh, put my mind to that I can do. So, mm -hmm. um, they've, they've definitely helped, helped me and also challenged me to kind of go out and kind of pave my own way, make my own way. They let me kind of make my own decisions. Um, I mean, now that I am older, they still kind of started at a young age. It's more of like, as you get older with your parents, they're more of kind of an advisor than can tell you what to do or how to do certain things. 
And so Mm -hmm. um, I definitely appreciate that. Um, They're very open with me. And then, excuse me, also my, uh, my great aunt, she definitely was somebody who um, definitely uh, gave me uh, kind of just, uh, she definitely, I don't even know. How do I want to put this? Sorry, scratch that. I'm going to start the sentence over. You're good. Um, you say also my great aunt. Just start there. Okay. My great aunt, she definitely promoted a faith-driven household. And so mm-hmm. she was kind of like uh, my grandmother when my grandmother passed away. And so she's somebody that kind of always showed me the right way to do things and to always just have faith and put my trust in like God's plan and things like that. So that's something I'm very faith driven mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And then some outside people are definitely <clears throat> both my coaches um, at Penn State and here at South Carolina. They definitely have helped shape me, um, whether it be some tough times or even great times. You can learn from both of those. And so um, Coquise Washington at Penn State was um, one of uh, my first coaches. Clearly, she was the head coach there. And so she definitely helped me get through some tough situations and then also challenged me um, and put me in situations where she feels like I could definitely benefit from that. And then also Coach Daly, just seeing how she carries herself um, and how she just promotes um, young women and tries to develop them, not only as basketball mm-hmm. players, but as women growing up in like yeah. this world today is something that she definitely mm-hmm. harps on a lot. And character, that's something that she talks about all the time, discipline and character. And she wants good quality people around her um, that are working towards kind of bettering themselves so that they put themselves in um, situations to succeed. And so that's something she talks about all the time. And the disciplined Mm -hmm. person can do anything. She preaches that all the time. Mm -hmm. So um, that's something that I always, always remember. And they've so they definitely helped me uh, get to where I am right now. So. And going back to your parents, you said that you applied for the retreat and you didn't tell your mom because, you know, if you didn't get in, you didn't want to tell her that you didn't get accepted. But uh, (laughs) what was that feeling when you you got accepted and you're able to go tell your mom? And I'm sure she was just so proud of you. How was how was that? Yeah, she was super excited because I hadn't really applied to anything before by myself, kind of on my own, not really knowing anybody. But once I drew interest and just saw um, the different things that um, the WE leadership was doing, um, mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to be a part of it. And so when I applied, I in my yeah. head, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to tell her because I don't want her to be sad if I don't get in or I don't want me to be sad. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. when I told her, she was super excited. She was like, why didn't you tell me? You still should have told me type of thing. But it was definitely, I mean, it was definitely a good feeling kind of going out and doing something kind of by myself. Um, So she was proud of me. My dad was too. And I told him, so he was pretty proud of me as well. So (laughs) it was definitely a good feeling for me. So. Yeah. And you said that you're going into something where you don't know anyone, but you do, you know, Alyssa and Ariana, they were cohorts last year for the first Mm -hmm 
uh, game changing retreat. So, you know, what have they said about it? How do you think that's going to give you a leg up knowing people, you know, you said you've known Ariana for a long time and how has she kind of influenced you on what to expect? I mean, I said nothing but great things um, about it. I've heard uh, some other things. One of my friends now actually knew someone else who did it as well. And so I heard, I've heard nothing but great things. And so I think they'll definitely be able to help me and prepare me, even if I have more questions um, before um, June, that I can definitely go to them and ask them about kind of how their retreat um, went. If I have any more questions about that, um, I just definitely like the fact that I do know some people, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it won't, I won't be as uncomfortable, but then again, I know I, clearly I won't be with them the whole time and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Lindsay, we're so excited that you get to go on this journey and have this experience. And um, thank you for joining me today to just kind of talk about your life and your, your athletics and your journey and everything that's gotten you up to this point. So, you know, anything else that you want to say before we end this thing? No, thank you. I'm just I'm excited um, to finally meet everyone in June and be a part of be a part of the retreat. So. All right, guys, Lindsay Spann, grad student and uh, graduate assistant at South Carolina for the women's basketball team. She's going to be joining us in Atlanta this summer. So uh, we can't wait to see her and all the other cohorts there. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you. Hope you left that episode feeling inspired to hashtag game change. Make sure to follow our Instagram and Twitter handles at the we leadership. Find us on LinkedIn and Facebook or check out our website, winningedgeleadership.org. And you can always search hashtag we game change on any social media platform and we should pop right up. All right. Stay tuned for our next episode coming up in a few.